When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Book Riot is giving away our 10 favorite works of nonfiction of the year, including Educated by Tara Westover, One Person No Vote by Carol Anderson, I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara, and more. To enter, just sign up for True Story, our nonfiction newsletter for nonfiction news, book recommendations, deals, and more. Go to bookriot.com slash nonfiction giveaway to enter. You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. This is episode 75, and today I'm going to talk about a few great titles related to the week's new releases and more. So hello. Before I get started today, I want to remind you as you get into your holiday shopping, if that's a thing you do, I wanted to remind you about the Read Harder Journal. Created by us, that's us, Book Riot, this smartly designed reading log consists of entry pages to record stats, impressions, and reviews of each book you read. Evenly interspersed among these entry pages are 12 challenges inspired by Book Riot's annual Read Harder initiative, which began in 2015 to encourage readers to pick up passed over books, try out new genres, and choose titles from a wider range of voices and perspectives. Indulge your inner book nerd and read a book about books. Get a new perspective on current events by reading a book written by an immigrant. Find a hidden gem by reading a book published by an independent press, and so much more. Each challenge includes an inspiring quotation, an explanation of why the challenge will prove to be rewarding, and five book recommendations that fulfill the challenge. So that's the Read Harder Journal. You can find that in stores. You can find it online. You can ask your independent bookstore to order it for you. Uh, so um, today I'm going to talk about books that have heart in the title uh, because I've been thinking about them. I'm wondering if heart might be the most common word used in book titles. I'm not really sure. It could be like heart or love Maybe Girl. Girl is, like, way up there. But there are a lot of books with heart in the title, uh, which I have mentioned several of on this show before, so I thought I would talk about a few I had mentioned on the Backlist show. Um, totally unrelated, and this jumped into my head now, so I'm going to say it. Uh, that song, Sugar, We're Going Down by Fall Out Boy, was actually created as a dare. The lead singer's father dared him to get a number one song with sugar in the title because I guess they were like discussing how um, baby and sugar and those kind of uh, words are not used in songs anymore. So he told his father that he bet him he could get it to number one. And he did. And that was a little aside that just was in my head. Uh, so now let's talk about books. Um, I'm going to start off with something fun. Uh, Heart and Brain. I don't know if I've mentioned them on the show before, but it's a webcomic that started in 2012. It's so, so funny. It's by the Awkward Yeti a.k.a. Nick Selleck, and Heart and Brain are, like, actual characters. Like, the organs themselves are characters. And so, of course, Brain is the reasonable, smart warrior, and Heart is the carefree wee guy. And they're so funny. Like, my favorite part is Heart likes to dress up like Batman, which is just hysterical. Um, and, and in more recent comics... The other organs and other parts of the body have gotten involved, like tongue is totally into eating all the time and just wants food and tries to talk, you know, the brain into feeding him. And there's Guts, who's like cranky all the time because he gets a lot of food because tongue is always talking brain into feeding him. 
Um, it's just really cute and fun. Uh, if you if you have friends who like web comics or like comics, it, it's a great gift. So that's Heart and Brain by the Awkward Yeti. My next pick is a novel. I know I discussed it on the new show a couple years ago when it came out. I love it so so much. It's called Crooked Heart. It's by Lissa Evans. It's set in World War II London. Uh, there is a young boy named Noel. He's ten years old. He is wise beyond his years, in part because he has been being raised by his very smart and sassy godmother, Maddie. But she is very elderly and is no longer able to care for him, and he is sent to an orphanage, uh, where then he is evacuated because of the bombings in London and sent to the suburbs to live with a woman named V. She has agreed to take care of Noel only because she's going to get money from the government for doing so. She really has no interest in him whatsoever. Um, but she doesn't, she doesn't realize, like, Noel is very smart and he's onto her. Uh, so he blackmails her into letting him participate in these schemes that she has. She, like, does all these different things to take money from people. She's not a very honest or good person. Um, but through her friendship with Noel, she begins to see the error of her ways. But also he gets her to let him participate in these schemes, like taking money from people. Um, it's like Paper Moon meets Kate Atkinson. It's a black comedy. It's sort of like if you like Frederick Bowman or, like I said, Kate Atkinson, uh, her history. It's so, so good. I just loved it to pieces. So that is Crooked Heart by Lissa Evans. My next pick, I know we talked about it on the new show. It's Your Heart is a Muscle the Size of a Fist by Sunil Yarpa. It's just fantastic. Uh, I feel like this book still doesn't get enough attention. It's about several different characters. Uh, they're in Seattle. They're sort of swept up in a massive protest in Seattle, which is based on an actual event. Um, there's Victor, who is on one side of the protest, and his estranged father, who is a policeman, on the other side of the barricades. It's about where people draw the lines uh, in their relationships of, in family and where they draw the lines of justice. The writing is just absolutely exquisite, and it's gotten a million accolades. So that is Your Heart is a Muscle the Size of a Fist by Sunil Yappa. My next pick is Only Love Can Break Your Heart by Ed Tarkington. It's a coming-of-age novel set in Virginia. It's about a boy named Rocky when he's like eight years old. Uh, he has an older brother from another mother whose name is Paul. He's like 16, Rocky's like eight, and Paul was responsible for picking him up from school. And one day he just sort of has this breakdown and he takes Rocky and leaves him out in the woods and then disappears. Uh, and it has a lasting effect on Rocky. And now, eight years later, uh, Rocky is 16. He's the same age as Paul was when he disappeared. Um, he's working in a stables for a, a very wealthy family in town. And he gets involved in a relationship with an older woman, uh, one of the daughters of the owners of the house. And it's very complicated, you know, because he's young. And, and it's his first romance, but it's, like, with an older woman. And he's not supposed to be doing that. And... And it's sort of like a John Irving-ish story of family and forgiveness. And it's just fantastic. There's, if you read the description, it mentions a double murder, which, yes, there is one. But it doesn't happen until, like, the last, like, once, like, last sixth of the book. I, I was kind of surprised that they even mentioned it as being, like, a murder mystery. Because it's so not a central part of the book. Um, but... It's just, everything about it is great. So again, it's called Only Love Can Break Your Heart by Ed Turkington. And then there is Sour Heart Stories by Jenny Zhang, uh, which has won like a million awards, was on a million lists last year. Um, these, these seven stories are narrated by the daughters of Chinese immigrants. They're sort of seven coming-of-age tales 
a set in Queens. There's one set in Shanghai during the Cultural Revolution. They're just darkly funny stories about belonging, about searching for a home, about rejecting the home that you have. They're all fantastic. So that is Sour Heart Stories by Jenny Zhang. And today for Dealer's Choice, I thought I would talk about this book that I got. Um, I know that if you listen to the show, I've discussed this before. When I was growing up, my mother was a librarian, so I'm a library brat, and I would go with her to the library, and I was allowed to just wander off and read whatever I wanted, which sometimes was good and sometimes wasn't so good. And there was a book that I read uh, called Jane's House by Robert Kimmel Smith. I read it when I was eight years old, and there are just some scenes in that that made a really lasting impression on me. Uh, And so I recently ordered a used copy uh, because it's no longer in print, uh, but I decided I'm going to reread it and see, like, if it's as good as I remember, like, if, if these things still affect me in the same way. Um, it's about a man named Paul. He has a wife named Jane who dies suddenly and leaves him and their two children alone, and they're trying to deal with that, and Paul meets a woman named Ruth who is, like, this sort of very busy executive who never thought that she would have children, but she meets Paul, and they fall in love, and she wants to be a mother to his children, but it's sort of hard living in the shadow of Jane, and the kids hate her, and all these horrible things happen. Um, and I'm going to tell you the ending, because that is the thing that, that I remember the most. Um, and the book is 35 years old, so I'm sorry if I'm spoiling it for you. But the thing I remember is that the she bonds with the children at the end because they're monsters, and they let her cat out of the house where it gets hit by a car and then they feel really bad, and so then they decide to like her. Um, so first of all, if someone let my cat out on purpose, I would burn the house down with them in it. But that's <laughs> another story. Um, but, so that, like, I just remember crying so hard over the cat at the end of that book. Um, it, like, it still re- can remember it vividly. Uh, so I was like, I should read this book again and see, like, if it's really that upsetting. If, like, I remember everything correctly. Um, I don't know, it was just kind of interesting to read something, you know, that I read so many years ago. I also didn't realize that the author also wrote the books Chocolate Fever and The War with Grandpa, which were middle grade books that I read when I was young. Um, so it should be an interesting experiment. I mean, maybe uh, I'll hate the whole thing and I won't want to read it at all, but um, it's called Jane's House. It's by Robert Kimmel Smith. If you've read it, let me know. Uh, anyway, that is it for me this week, book lovers. Uh, remember again that you can check out the Read Harder journal. It helps you keep track of your reading, plus gives you reading challenges. You can go to bookriot.com slash nonfiction giveaway to enter to win 10 of our favorite books, our nonfiction books of the year. And you can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. If you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers to find us. If you want to talk about books, you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Liberty, on Litzy Under Liberty, and on Instagram at Friends and Comes Alive. I'll be back on Tuesday with Jen Norlington and Maria Christina Garcia Lynch to talk about more of the year's great releases. So have a great weekend, kittens, and happy reading. <laughs> <laughs>